Are you a hydroplane fan? Do you love seeing scale model hydroplanes? Are you missing hydroplane action? Well, join us on February 27th as I will be the host for the 2021 Roger Newton Memorial Model Show presented by the Hydroplane and Race Belt Museum in conjunction with ERCU. In our Zoom event on the 27th, we will hear from Hydroplane and Race Belt Director David Williams. We're going to hear an update from ERCU's President Nelson Holmberg. I will be giving a history lesson on my father, Roger Newton, and his lasting legacy with hydroplane racing. Brian Bulos will be there as our keynote speaker. Brian is a NAMBA record holder and racer, but will be giving a speech about prop basics. There will also be a best of scale competition for photos submitted prior to the event. So be on the lookout for more updates to the event from ERCU and the Hydroplane Racing Museum as February 27th draws closer. Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Tail Talk. It is February 23rd, 2021, and this is episode 61. In today's episode, I conclude my interview with Daryl Strong. We talk about his decision to hire both Corey Peabody and Jim Echo Kelly as his drivers for the 8 and the 9. We talk about his plans and goals as a first season for an H1 owner. And we also get a few updates from the team as they prepare for their inaugural season. Well, speaking of your drivers, um, you hired Corey Peabody and Jim Echo Kelly as your two drivers. How hard of a decision was that? What did you see? What qualities did you see in them that influenced with your decision to hire both of them? Well, number one, I, I didn't know uh, uh, Corey. I mean, the only thing I knew of Corey it was in a, we had a big karaoke party in in the Tri-Cities. What year was that, Vanessa? <laughs> was that 19? 2018. 18? Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think it was 18. Could have been 19. It was 19. You're right. It okay. was 2019. And somehow Jim came up the idea... K-Dub helped, uh, uh, the, the news were out there, everything, and it was, uh, um, and we had this driver's uh, smackdown, and, uh, and you know, it's a bunch of white guys trying to rap, basically, <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, and Corey won that, and that's the first time we, we'd ever, uh, um, and Jim made a trophy, so Corey actually displayed it in the pits. I was, I was going to say, I remember uh, seeing that in front of his boat uh, on that weekend. Yeah, so yeah. He was pretty proud of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought we were, he, uh, well, probably with the 98 boat, that's the only trophy uh, Corey was going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, true. Um, we ended up, uh, we were just kind of going through a list of drivers, and, and I remembered in favorably, I said, why don't we uh, reach out to Corey and... Uh, we did. He accepted, um, signed a contract with us, and then we learned uh, how valuable Corey was, not just as the driver, but he's helped me put this whole crew together. He's helped us find a shop. He's just a, um, a lifer in this sport, but he's way more than a driver. 
um, I tease him. I say, you're going to be the next uh, Mike Hansen. He <laughs> wants to learn everything about everything. So uh, um, he was he was great. He brought us Brian. And then uh, actually through all that, uh, Corey and uh, Jay Michael, we call him Mike, mm-hmm. they've been best friends since kindergarten. Oh, I didn't know their friendship so, uh, that long. Wow. Yeah, so that ended up probably why we we got J. Michael Kelly. Um, a big reason was you wanted to be on a team with Corey. They already were at the Graham. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of worked out strangely where we took a lot of the Graham people. It wasn't really on purpose. It just kind of evolved that way. I mean, both of those drivers are phenomenal and a lot of good stories and, and uh, a lot of good records behind both of them. I'm excited to see what they can do uh, in your new boats. I think the interesting thing is I've heard from a lot of people in the sport that say they always wanted to see what uh, J. Michael would do in that Elstrom boat. Because yeah. he's always known around the sport as the guy who can take a boat that's maybe not the best boat, but somehow win. You know, that's kind of his reputation. That's uh, it's similar to how we talked about Chip Hanner before. He could kind of take any boat that was maybe not a front runner, but he could put it in the front row. And he could he could win a race with it. I think that's the the same with Gene Michael Kelly for sure. He reminds me a lot of Chip. I've told him that. I said it's just you make every boat better. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm really excited for him to get in that boat. I'm excited for Corey to get in the nine because he was in the ninety eight and never really got a chance to show how good he was uh, in some of the lower classes. So uh, it'll be fun, and they're really excited, you know, to. Uh, you know, to be deck to deck against each other. It's going to be an exciting year. That's all I can say. We're a lot of fans have a lot of buzz about the team. So, yeah, it's a uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of people reaching out that are excited. Um, somebody said, uh, "You're the next Bernie Little," and I said, <laughs> "I don't know if I go that far." <laughs> I'm much better looking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I think you're probably the next best thing after him, right? Maybe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think uh, you look at the sport and, and uh, it just, uh, it. I, I thought there's a lot of things, but it just needs a few more fast boats. You know, if we knew going into a final, we didn't know who was going to win. Um, you know, basically most races, and you know this following are done by who comes out of turn two ahead right. in the first lap. Right. And uh, just to find, maybe see uh, um, a little more racing, I just think it'd be a blast. And not just first and second, but third and fourth and and all the way down. Yeah. So that's, hopefully we can bring that in. And, you know, really, if you think about it, I think Kelly and uh, um, Dave Bill have done a really good job in the 21 boat. Mm-hmm. And Madison's always got two great boats, and uh, you know we could have a we could have some fast boats this year, which would be great. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of quality in the teams that are around the sport. Like you mentioned, the 21 boat acquisition from Bucket List Racing. Uh, what Dave Vilwak and Kelly Stockland have done with that, <clears throat> the Madison teams. There's there's a lot of a lot of fast boats out there right now, and it's uh, exciting to see what will happen this summer on the circuit with them. 
but you mentioned that yeah. you, you know, you're, you had some ideas, you know, you want to help the sport out. And I've heard some people say that you have a lot of ideas um, to kind of help the sport of hydroplane racing, H1, and maybe just kind of bring some, a fresh approach to the sport. I was wondering what other ideas that you have that you want to push forward. My pet idea, and I probably told half the sport about this, you know, from the uh, the president of the H1 board on down to everybody I talked to. So uh, I'm a big F1 fan, mm-hmm. and I really love that team concept. And uh, I think there's five, possibly six owners now that have two boats. I'm counting, the. I've got a, uh, Dave Bardish has like four boats, but he can he could definitely get two of them in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers have two boats. I don't think they've raced the second one yet. Uh, yeah. Rob Graham's got two boats. The Madison team has two boats. We have two boats, and Kelly Stockland has two boats. So the sport's kind of changing in uh, in that there's a lot of multiple boat owners. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the boats out there. I mean, you got half as many owners now. And so I thought, why couldn't we introduce another championship? We can leave everything like we have it, but just add a team competition. Uh, I think it would add another flavor where you could have a national championship for the two boat teams, and they could still win the you know the single boat championship, and they could still win the drivers championship, but just have that other team uh, team national championship, and then every race, um, you know, give some kind of award to uh, the, the two-boat team that, that accumulates the most points yeah. in that weekend. Kind of like F1 does with the Constructors uh, Championship. So I think that would be interesting because right now um, it just seems like the sport is set up where you shouldn't... Most people don't want to run their second boat very hard. They want all the good stuff to be on one boat. Because that's really all you can deliver. Um, if you want to deliver something good to your sponsor, it's usually with your best boat. Right. But what if you got some kind of championship for running both boats? Um, you know, this is all about, you know, how do we uh, make it a great experience for our sponsors and this just be one more way. But I think it would add another flavor to every, every race site. And maybe it get owners to uh, take more boats back east where we struggle to uh, put together big fields. Yeah, I, I love that idea. I, I certainly feel like that would be another dynamic for the sport and kind of have a lot, some different avenues for strategies throughout the race and could bring some more, more talking points to the fans. So that's a great idea. I hope people are listening to that and they can make an addition to the H1 series this year. And I've got two fast boats, so I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we'll see how fast we are the first year. We still got to learn these boats. Yeah. All right. Well, with your two t- two boats, you have decided to number them eight and number nine. Um, I was curious. There's because a lot of teams have some big meanings behind their U numbers. I was wondering what what the decision went into. Um, keeping the Jones boat the nine and making the Elstrom boat number eight. I like the nine. I mean, I like the nine boat. I like uh, um, how good they were in 2018. And I, I wanted to carry on that legacy of, of, of Mike and Lori. And they were kind enough to give me permission uh, 
to use that number, and I'll give it back to them if, if we ever go to a different number. Um, the uh, eight boat was just a little deeper. We thought when they do autographs, uh, if we have eight and nine, they could like the two drivers could sit next to each other. Yeah. That's about as deep as it got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I was just curious because there is a lot of history in the sport with eight. Bill Wooster was the owner for many years. Um, a lot of had a lot of great drivers, Scott Pierce, uh, Jean Theoret, and uh, so that, that definitely yeah, has some some true. deep deep history for that number as well. And I didn't know any of that. I mean, I, I just uh, all I told uh, the guys was, uh, you know, hey, I'd like it to be a single digit number, and and uh, the drivers and got feedback from everybody, and and they thought the eight would be good uh, until we got, you know, maybe someday we can get that old one. There you go. <laughs> so what? So with your teams, what goals do you have in place for your first season here in 2021? You know, it's it's interesting. I I think like on the East Coast swing, uh, we're just trying to get to know the boats. Uh, obviously, not getting to start working on them till now. We're not going to get a lot of testing. You know, we'll definitely do the Tri Cities testing, and I I've heard something about. Maybe there might be, H1 might set up something in Britain. I've heard maybe in May, but I haven't heard that definitely. But, uh, um, I mean, we, we're going to get a little seat time, but I think uh, um, they're both going to be different boats. You look at Corey, he's going to be in the nine, which is like a narrower boat. Mm-hmm. And you it drives fast down the straights, but you got to really muscle it through the turns. Um so it'll be interesting. I think with uh, with Mike, you know, he's in a boat that's a rocket ship. I mean, uh, that probably goes 25 miles an hour faster down the street than the 12 boat. That's wow. what Eric's took. And if that's the case, he's going to have to learn to drive it a little different, I think. Um, but they're both really good drivers, so it'll be really interesting to see... Uh, see how quick they adapt. Obviously, where I, I live in Pasco, I would love for us to have it dialed in by Tri-Cities, but um, we don't have a lot of expectations the first year. It's, uh, let's just get through the season and uh, um, be in the top four or five, and then maybe uh, be right there uh, competing in every race the year after that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know what the learning curve is going to be yet. Yeah, well, I think that's a smart approach, and not have too high of expectations, and try to get through the a safe first year, and really get to understand your equipment. So that sounds like a really smart approach. And then I've heard I haven't been back east, but I've heard that Madison's uh, pretty rough water sometimes. So uh, uh, you know, you just want to get through there sometimes right. and get out to the beautiful Tri Cities, which. <laughs> Everybody says their favorite course. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're you're correct in that statement. So it's definitely a, a fast course and it's a beautiful course in Tri Cities. But our goal, once we get dialed in, I say it repeatedly: it's to win everything. It's like we want to be the fastest qualifiers. We want to win every heat. Uh, and I've had people tell me, no, you don't want to win the heat. You just want to get enough points to get the final. I said, no, no, we want to win every heat. <laughs> you know, they do call it racing. 
you know, right. and, uh, and so, um, and maybe that's just the fan or the sponsor talking to me. Maybe I'll feel different when I'm, I'm, I'm paying all the bills. My wife's just <laughs> shaking her head. No, you're not going to feel different. <laughs> you're going to race every week. <laughs> so. As a fan, I like to hear that. So <laughs> that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's racing. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I like to treat it like that. And, uh, um, I, I, we're in a sport where not everybody uses their best equipment every week. And, uh, I, uh, I guess I don't understand that, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I know they're not making any stuff, but, uh, you know, it, they'll want to race. Well, hopefully you can lead by maybe example. Once and... rebuilt, okay. yeah, maybe once I rebuild the legends, I'll change my tune. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say hopefully you can, uh, leading by example, you might change some some mentality with that. Just bring a little bit more competition in the sport. I hope so. I it It's a great sport that a lot of people talk about. It's like um, on the downside, uh, but I don't see it that way. I see, you see it, it's got a, it just offers so much to sponsors that uh, other sports don't. I mean, we were talking about, I mean, YouTube channels, uh, virtual reality content, all this stuff where it's just a unique sport and a unique experience. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's very unique and very, there's a lot of opportunities with it. So what does it mean for you to now to have a team in Tri-Cities so local people in Tri-Cities can, can root for a team of their own? Cause it's been, it's been a lot of years since there's been a, a team located and based in Tri-Cities. I was, uh, well, number one, our shop is going to be over in Auburn. So oh, it's not okay. going to be Drake's. Oh, okay. Because it's, uh, like, I got asked that a lot, and I said, well, where the owner lives is probably the least important thing here. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't work on the boat. So it's like, uh, I mean, usually uh, most of the crew members seem to live between, like, about Buckley or Bonnie Lake all the way up to through Auburn and out in Tuckwilla, out in that area of, uh, of Western Washington. And so, um, it's more about getting close to where those guys live. Okay. But I will say I didn't, I didn't really know how big of a deal it was going to be to be a Tri-Cityan. Um, and Vanessa and I own a boat, but we've had a lot of comments from a lot of people that say it's uh, a real cool thing. So it kind of surprised us. I think uh, we didn't think, uh, um, you know, we've been on in the newspaper a couple times. We've been on on TV a couple times. Yeah. So that kind of surprised us. Yeah. Well, I think it's still just to have the ties to the ownership. There's still ties for the team in that way. It brings something to the Tri-Cities, which is very special. I think that, that a lot of fans will appreciate that. Yeah, they seem to. It's... it's uh, I guess we're the first owners uh, since the Rutkins brothers. Right. Which, uh, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been about 30 years then for Tri-Cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Thinking outside of Tri-Cities, I know you haven't made, uh, been personally to all of the stops on each one yet, but is there one in particular that you're excited to race at outside of Tri-Cities? Yeah, we, uh, we actually bought a big motorhome, so we're, uh, we're really we're going to drive cross country 
in the motorhome, and, and uh, I'm excited to go to Gunnersville and uh, Madison. Gunnersville, I've just heard from a lot of people, it's like uh, takes Southern hospitality to a, a new level. And they said we'll love it there, so I look forward to going there. And then, um, and it's kind of cool. We're bringing the uh, the Elstrom boats. Never been there. That's right. You know, never raced it. And uh, um, and I'm going to call Kay. I think who runs the sport. I met her when I was a sponsor, and say, look, if you want us to come a day early and, and kind of display around town or something, anything we can do to help, we'd be happy to do that. And then Madison, I'm, I'd love to go there. We didn't even know they did a parade or anything. And, and uh, actually, when the drivers were here, they, they pulled it up on YouTube and watched the parade. So we're really excited about that. And the pit area is really cool in Madison. And uh, now we got to bring a bunch of candy so we can throw it during the parade. And, uh, and uh, we're... Uh, um, we're going to make sure we pay the drivers, uh, um, their families to come out back east and their kids and everything so we can have fun back there. Yeah, well, that sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it is interesting how every stop on the tour has its own flavor and unique side of it, right? Yeah, and we, you know, it's, it's interesting that even in the time we've gotten our crew together, you know, they feel like family already. Number one, they're about the age of my kids, <laughs> uh, just a few years older. <laughs> but uh, even when Angela was going through uh, her aneurysm stuff, it, it was down here in Phoenix. And uh, we got to know Mike quite a bit better um, through that process. In fact, we were honored that Mike asked when she got out of the hospital, they, they brought her here to our house. And uh, they stayed at our house for four days before they flew back mm -hmm. down. Good. Back home. So, and, and what a scary time too. Thank God um, she's pulled through and made the strides that she's had. It was amazing yeah. when we saw her. We thought, "Oh my!" I mean, it's just amazing. It's a miracle. It really is. Yeah, that word "family" kind of goes in hand with hydroplane racing, um, as you're you're experiencing, and that's something that I've seen throughout the years with it. And it's it's so nice to hear that it's still going on. And it's still has that uh, that true family feeling for the sport. It is. Uh, I, I, even as a sponsor, we, we got to experience that, but I, when we bought some boats, it became even way more apparent because we have other, we have other owners reaching out to us. We have crew members. Um, everybody's just so excited to have somebody new in the sport. So it's, uh, it's been very gratifying for us. Well, before you go, I've got to ask one last question. I know I've said before a few times that you've surprised some outsiders from the sport with your big moves and you made a really exciting off-season with uh, everything you're doing. But is there anything else you can tell us to expect from your teams from this year? Do you have anything else uh, you might be uh, planning that you want to announce right now to the listeners? Not yet, because I think the next, well, the next thing is we're opening our, our shop on March 1st. And uh, it's 13,000 square feet. It's going to be, I think, probably the uh, nicest shop in the sport wow. that I know of. I haven't been to all of them, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're really excited about that. We're, uh, we're actually, uh, we'll be taking videos of it and posting it on Facebook. But we're trying to, uh, 
And we're actually setting it up so when the crew or the drivers come and work on the boats, we're having a loft area uh, for the kids. Okay. So they can, because we know that just like you and your dad, it seems like, uh, I mean, when when the Kellys were at our house, uh, um, Carson, their 11-year-old son, mm-hmm. he's back in the back bedroom uh, racing in a virtual league <laughs> <laughs> while we're all watching TV, you know, and, uh, uh, and he actually, I saw this thing, he won that league. I was, I was going to say, he's so, racing uh, and he's winning back there. <laughs> yeah. But you look at this sport is is like you look uh, with the Kelly family. Jeff is going to be uh, on the crew. His son Mike or Jay Michael is going to be driving one of our boats. Mm-hmm. And Carson and and Asher, their sons will probably be there uh, playing. You know, so it's uh, that's the kind of atmosphere we want. And I just what I have heard is if you have like twenty refrigerators and they're all full of beer. You will have anybody you need working on your boats. <laughs> it is like a magnet. They, that does attract uh, uh, the crowd to come. <laughs> yeah. If you stock it, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that could be your motto for the first year. <laughs> Pretty much. Free beer. That's, actually, that's what we'll name one of the boats. Free beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, hopefully you can't, and you got, because you have sponsorships already in line, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping for some good things for you for your first year. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks for the interview, and good talking with you. Okay. We'll see you later, Dave. That is all we have for today, race fans. But I hope you've had as much fun with our interview as I had. Make sure you come back next week for our next episode, as we release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player and even write me a review so I know how much you are enjoying it. You can also subscribe on all the major social media platforms. Just search us up with at Rooster Talk. Finally, before you go, listener, this is a free podcast, but did you know that donations help us to grow and expand our content? Look us up online at our website, RoosterTailTalk.com. There, you can find the donation button under the support tab. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you at the races.